like that? You like that? Feels great, baby. Welcome in, everybody. Six playoff games are in the books and seven remain, including the big tilt for Joey's 49ers against Green Bay on Saturday night. Let's get right into it. This is the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm Eric Stenholm. He's Joey Moore. Uh, Let's dive right into it. We had six games last week. We got four coming up this week. Um, Let's start, of course, with the Niners. Uh, Shockingly, they get the seventh seed of Green Bay Packers. That game was wild. It was basically over from the get-go. You texted me after the coin toss, like, wow, the energy is firmly in Green Bay's favor, and it never let up. Um, as a Niners fan, watching that Green Bay game, what do you think about next week? And first of all, what did you think about Green Bay's performance uh, against Dallas? Yeah, first off, I mean, from top to bottom, just what a complete muscle flex by like the Green Bay Packers as an organization. This was supposed to be like a a reset year and they are turning it into I mean boy if you're buying like stock in certain teams you might want to buy the Packers right now with how young they are, how how fast they are, how how cheap some of their players are. Um Matt LaFleur had a humongous day. Um yeah, I mean, from, from the get-go, um, I like I've said, I, I'm usually pretty big on kicking the ball. Um, but Matt LaFleur said, nope, I've been thinking about this all week. I've been scheming it up, and we're going to get the ball. We're going to go on an eight-minute touchdown drive, and, like, the building's going to get real tight real quick. And and it did. And You called that last week, too. And, and you're I'm like, just, look at so Dax doing on the sideline. Like, he just stayed at the camera. He just sit there like – he hadn't even got the ball yet, and you're just like, oh, my. Um, and we could point the finger at him and and Mike McCarthy all day, and deservedly so. I mean, um, Mike McCarthy seems, you know, like we always said with like our A's with Bob Melvin, he just looks nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if he's a good manager or coach, X's and whatever. Like, every time the camera's on him in a big game, he looks nervous. And he was just right off the – Right off the hop, I mean, Dak and CD were just not, not only not on the same page. Like, I mean, do you like each other? I mean, it was like one bad pass, and CD's like, it's like he knew, like, you better not throw another one because, like, I've seen this movie before. And Dak's like, what do you mean? I'm not gonna throw another one. And it's like, it just, it just snowballed. And of course, he did. He threw one to Jair Alexander. Great play. I mean, you could borderline flag. I mean, sure, but he was never open. So like. I, I mean, I just... That's same their thing. best player on offense, C.D. Lamb. He was taken out of the game from the get-go. Like, he got some garbage time stuff, but, I mean, completely shut down. And not only that, like, friction on the sideline within 10 minutes of game action. And, and both broadcasters, it was Burkhart and Olsen, immediately pointed out from the jump, hey, something's going on here with the Cowboys' sideline, and it obviously it, it never It just went. happened so quick. I mean, C.D. had, I mean... Dallas Cowboys have had some Hall of Fame receivers, and I had the best receiving season of any Dallas Cowboy player ever. I mean, Dak, I mean, I have been a critic of him, but, I mean, after the season, it's hard to say he was not really, I mean, really good. Um, but, like, this is this is, this is is where they cut the checks, and, like, it was a colossal failure. I mean, an F-. minus. Um Offensively and then defensively might have been an F minus plus minus. I mean, <laughs> I mean they easy forget fifty. They could have hung sixty on them. 
I mean... Green Bay called off the dogs midway through the third. <laughs> and it was like... Even when Dallas got like... Okay, they had a touchdown. Then they got the, the, the kick. A field goal after half. And then it was like... Can the defense get a stop? And it's like, not only do they not get a stop, it's like five plays, 75 yards and touched. Like, it's not even... You're not even holding them up. And, I, I mean, boy... Uh, like, so, I mean, did Micah Parsons play? I mean, like... <laughs> they made the point that he got held quite a lot, but I'm like, I mean, they called it twice. How many more times do you want him to call it? Like, he was taken out of the game. So, I mean, to as get an Niner, two holding calls on you in a game is kind of a lot. It is a lot, and, but the point Cowboys fans were trying to make was that there were more, but even so, I mean, it was just an ass-kicking from, from the snap of the first ball. It was unbelievable. And as a Niner fan watching that game, now as you go into next week, um, you're playing against a team that's extremely hot, that has a quarterback that just came off a perfect passer rating. Uh, He's throwing the ball downfield with confidence. What is the Niner game plan going into that game where, by the way, they're nine and a half point favorites uh, with all that rest? Um, Do you you know, employ more of a run-and-gun type offense? Do you try to just run the ball down their throat from the beginning so that Love doesn't get the ball as often? Were you scared by Green Bay when compared to some of the other teams you could have faced? Uh, What are your thoughts heading into that game? I mean, I just, I think, like, if you would have told me that the final four in the NFC was going to be the Niners with Jared Goff and the Lions, Jordan Love and the Packers, and Baker Mayfield in the Bucks, I'd be like, if we don't make the Super Bowl, I'm walking into traffic. <laughs> like, it really has broken so. I nicely. mean, <laughs> at two home games, so, I mean, like, I'm just trying to like prepare myself so if it doesn't happen, like, you just don't go nuclear. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was more afraid of the Rams, like for sure. I mean, I right. I thought they were going to roll Detroit. And then I kind of got a feeling before the game, like you see the building and they bring out, you know, Barry Sanders there, Calvin Johnson, like Eminem's doing the intro. I'm like, you know what? I think this might be Detroit's night. I mean, there's just like bit happening. And and uh, they got off to a, a damn good start. I mean, I think three touchdown drives. There's 21, like 10 or something. Yeah, 21-17. Yeah, but then they, they only got three the rest of the game. Um but yeah, I I mean, sure, heck yeah. I mean, the way the Packers played, I mean, I, I kind of it's good in the sense of like, well, the Niners ain't gonna take them lightly. I mean, mm-hmm. like, what makes you think they can't do that to you? I mean, this is when I this is when I kind of get nervous in the sense of like with the buy, right? So they had the buy. The Rams game meant nothing. The game before that was a 10 a.m. game in Washington. Kind of slept through the first half. And then had a great second half and, and won, and, and then the Eagles lost, so they clinched the one seed. Kind of weird, but the week before that, they get the doors blown off by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And the the week before that, they, they took care of business, but they played Arizona. Like they haven't played a big game, like right. in a while. And Green Bay's played three, and they, they've been in the playoffs for a month. Right. And. Started with the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, which they housed us. Then they uh, played in that big game against Justin Fields, and the defense was actually great. And then in this game, I mean, going up against a vaunted, quote-unquote, Dallas defense, I think they finished third in total defense, second in scoring defense, and they hung 48. I mean, you have to be a little nervous about the offense. I still think the Niners are going to put up a ton ton of points. The the thing, the number, first and foremost, yeah, I mean, the Niners' game plan against any team I think is pretty much the same. The run with Kyle sets up the pass. He he just – he – 
I mean, for as good of a play caller and offensive genius as he is, he really struggles to design plays in a scheme when it's just drop back. That's yeah. why the, the we just never win when we're down. We have to win a certain way. So running the ball is key, but number one, offense or defense, we have to stop the run. And that's kind of been our little bit of Achilles heel, although it sure sounds like Eric Armstead will be back and healthy, which is huge. But, I mean, that's 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 what makes the Shanahan offense run. Matt LaFleur, it's just crazy. It looks like the same plays the yeah. Niners run. The same – they do the motion. Here comes the zone back the other way. They cut it back. And Aaron Jones is getting five, six, seven yards carry. Um, stopping him is, is first and foremost. And then just don't give up the big play. I, I don't think Jordan Love consistently can go 75 yards – like 9, 10, 11 plays, what the Niners can't do is have Christian Watson or Jaden Reed just run by them. Um, they are older a bit in the secondary with, with Gibson. I know Traverius Ward had a good year, um, but they sometimes just get beat deep, and that that just can't. The one stat I did see what, what Dallas you know struggled with yesterday is um, like uh, average, like I saw today, yards per – attempt against the blitz purdy was number one in the league with like 7.8 yards per attempt against the blitz jordan love was second in the league with like 7.2 or something and yeah you'd see dallas would bring the heat and just bloop. it reminded me a lot of cj stroud against indy in week 18 where it was just like yes there's four guys in the backfield about to hit him he doesn't care he still throws it deep he doesn't check down in those situations so Impressive from love. One side note before we move to the other three games coming up this weekend. If I'm Seattle and I have the opportunity, quote unquote, to hire Dan Quinn, who gets routinely schooled by the Shanahan offense, the McVay offense, the LaFleur offense, why in the world would I hire that guy? Like he's going to go to a division where four games a year he's just going to be behind the eight ball with that antiquated defense. It does not work against good teams. Seahawks should not hire. What, what's what's crazy is the Niners kind of run that scheme a little bit, um, but I do think they do have better players than most teams on defense. But yeah, I mean you're hundred. That's exactly right. Um, what I forgot is Lafleur was on that staff too in yeah. Atlanta. I I mean I knew Kyle was obviously because everyone everyone seems to blame him, which I've never heard an offensive coordinator get blamed more for a, a, a Super Bowl loss than him, which. I mean, yeah, could he have done better? Hell yeah, probably he would say so too. Like, Dan, you're the boss, Dan. Yeah. And like, and then, but like, conversely, for some reason, everyone wants to fire Mike McCarthy. And people still, I've seen today, want to like Dan Quinn. What the hell was that? But like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, I mean, it was. I mean, like, Dallas did still put up 32 points. Granted, most of it in garbage time, but you drop, you give up 48 at home. You know, with 48 in the starters, like left with like 10, 11 yeah. minutes left with a healthy roster, too. There's not like there was any massive injury that was dogging that team. So uh, Mike McCarthy firing watch Dan Quinn firing watch um, Niners nine and a half point. Favorites I, maybe Dan Green Quinn Man. doesn't get fired. They just hope he gets hired. Yeah, hired <laughs> by somebody else. Um, Saturday's first game, because that was the night game. So the, the Niners on Fox uh, for the late game Saturday's early game, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore also favored by nine and a half. That game's going to be on ESPN with the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman crew. Um, Stroud, my note here is that he's he's entering the conversation for greatest rookie season ever. Um, I think Baltimore wins comfort, comfortably here, but that's what two straight weeks where 
you've looked at Stroud and said, hey, this guy isn't a great rookie. He is an all-time great rookie, and he's not a very good quarterback or a great quarterback. He has the potential to be a top-five quarterback in this league sooner rather than later. Like, what a game against Cleveland. My question would be, like, what's your argument for the reason why he wouldn't be already? <laughs> I mean, go through the Let list. Me, I'm going to say this, like, and I, I truly believe this. Lamar's had a hell of a year. He's going to be the second-best quarterback on the field. You th- okay, so that's a hot take. So you say I mean, Stroud is – I mean, obviously he's a better passer than Lamar. But last time I checked, considered. that's what you need to do at the position. <laughs> I mean, This game, by the way, is going to be like four degrees, so there's going to be a lot of running the ball in this one. Which, which helps out, you know, Ravens. But, I mean, again, same thing with Dallas. Other than Dak, there's probably no guy with more pre- pressure on him than Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And – and this is a similar type situation to the Cowboy game where you have a young quarterback, you know, who's playing with house money coming in against the guy who has yeah, to who, get the W. Yeah, who already won. And again, when was the last time the Ravens played a big game? I mean. 2019 and they got. Well, no, I mean, I mean, just this year. Like, the, like, was it the Niner game? I mean, they dominated. Oh, yeah. But, but still, like, I mean, well, I know next week they played Miami, but I, it's hard to say that was a big game. I mean, Miami mm-hmm. was, is in the tank and they won by like 50. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it is. I, it's going to be, um, yeah. I mean, it is Houston, warm weather, dome team. I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I just. We'll see if Stroud can play in the cold because we haven't seen that yet this season. That's, I guess, one small thing he hasn't accomplished yet in his, you know, rookie season is playing in the cold and winning a game. I, that would be unbelievable if he went into Baltimore as a rookie and joined Joe Flacco as the two quarterbacks ever to win two playoff games as a rookie. Uh, that would be insane considering he's going to win uh, Rookie of the Year. He's, I think, had four or five games that no rookie quarterback has had since maybe Andrew Luck, maybe Cam Newton, where you're like, you look at the stat line and you're like, huh? Like, how in the world did he have a perfect passer rating against the Cleveland defense that was number one in scoring and number one in total defense? It's absolutely nuts. So good on you, C.J. Stroud. Eileen Baltimore there, one, because of the weather, two, because it's a dome team going to the East Coast, uh, and three, Baltimore has gotten healthy because they've had basically three. kind of sucks that up. this is the ESPN one, which I know ESPN kind of gets, like, last uh, pick. Mm-hmm. Um because, yeah, I like Buck and Eggman. They're like... I think they're the best, And too. then they're going to get Texans, Ravens, which probably the worst. No, maybe Tampa, Detroit might be the worst. But Houston, any game that features Houston is going to get that early time <laughs> they, slot they on are, Saturday. They, like, they should be called the Houston Saturday 130s. If Houston <laughs> wins this game, then next weekend's uh, AFC Championship, they're going to move it to Saturday at 130, I'm sure. Um, Sunday's hey, first should. game, <laughs> it's going to be noon uh, Pacific time, 3 Eastern. We got Tampa Bay at Detroit. Detroit minus 6. Uh, that line just came out. So this is the NBC game with Tariko and Collinsworth. Uh, Detroit has all the momentum. Jacked up crowd. A head coach has changed their franchise forever. Their first win in 30 years in the playoffs. Um, biggest game for Detroit, some may say, since like the late 1950s, which is insane. Uh, they're playing a Tampa team that we just watched blow the doors off of Philly. Um, I lean heavily towards Detroit minus six here with that extra day of rest. Motivated team, going to score a lot of points against that Bucks defense. I just worry that maybe this could be a little bit of a shootout. 
Did you see the uh, video uh, post game Dan Campbell in locker room? Yeah, with, with like giving the Gump. game ball. Gave well, he gave to, to give one to, to the GM Brad Holmes, who has done a hell of a job yeah. with with I mean, top three or four roster in the league, um, mm-hmm. my opinion. And uh, yeah, and then he he's just like, oh, he's like you're good enough for fucking Detroit, Jared Goff, and he's like, <laughs> then Jared's like, I. I love everyone in this room. Just so whoever wants to play here next week, like we're gonna talk. It's just like, oh, I, like vibes. I'm like, I'm not life. even a Lions fan. I'm like, I could run through a wall, and it's 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm like, this is well, like we always say. We're a body language podcast. We're a vibes podcast, and we use that when we describe teams like the Eagles that are shitting themselves. We also go the other way. This Detroit team, immaculate vibes. Yeah, Detroit, Houston. Um, could be the oh, Packers right now too. I mean, no one's higher than them right now. But yeah, I mean, as for the game, I I I don't see Detroit losing this game. I mean, the only way is if they just somehow are not able to handle the success. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have no reason to think they wouldn't because the way they play with their run game, their offensive line, um, Tampa does stop the run pretty well, uh, really mm-hmm. well actually. Um, and if Baker just doesn't throw the ball to the other team, which he wanted to today, he tried uh, a couple times. Um, I I think t- Detroit's secondary is gettable for Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but I think they played earlier this year in Tampa, and it was uh, kind of a close-ish game. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, uh, Detroit did pull the pull the yeah, game Detroit, out, but yeah, um, man. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see Detroit Detroit losing this at home. The building's going to be rocking again. Yeah, um, I, I really like Detroit in this spot. I think Goff is playing the best football he's played since he almost won an MVP back in 2018. Like, this is a, a really good one. I'm glad this is the NBC crew. This can be a really good game. Uh, they did a great job, I thought, last week of doing the Detroit um they had three uh, games. Los Angeles game. I mean, th- their coverage of the other games was fine. I mean, I think Jason Garrett is terrible as a color commentator. Well, he's terrible, but they like, <laughs> can we, we got to throw you in there because we hired Drew Brees and he was pathetic. He was so bad. They're <laughs> like, hey, this guy might be actually a little bit better. But I thought their coverage on Sunday of that game was awesome with, you know, the local angle with Stafford and all that. I, they just did a great job of showing how electric that building was. Did, did you – I mean, I was watching – uh, it was right before Kayla went to work, so like, um, I was watching the open. They, you know, Eminem does his like, you know, Detroit versus everybody. No one believes in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he they 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 play the NBC music, and then Mike Tirico tries as hard as he possibly can to like put in like every Eminem song he could possibly oh, do, like I as puns. That. I was just like this. Detroit's won in this game. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And they they open the broadcast and it's just black behind them with no lights on and all the players running out onto the field and uh, even Collinsworth who I mean he saves his oh for the game he was already saying that before the game started he's like this crowd oh my god I was like this is David said too just like the power of football like you know Detroit like they've had some like Tigers teams um, which I can't did they win. Recent, they never. No, they won, haven't right? won was, since '84. No, and then, um, but it you know, they've the had the Red Wings, and then twice. you know, the Pistons had like their little couple runs in the early 2000s. Um, but they're like, 
when your football team is good, like this Nothing is like, like this it. this might be like the biggest day in Detroit sports history, like the wild card game. Which put it into perspective, <laughs> you get like the Dallas Cowboys who are like, oh my god, like do you not like take it for not only just take it for granted, you just like. Like this is just I, I'm gonna throw up today. You wake up yeah. and you're like, I want to puke as a fan or like a, <laughs> maybe even a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Detroit, you're like, oh, it's gonna be the greatest day of my life. Like even if we lose, we had a playoff game at home. Yeah, and and that's why we're picking Detroit next week. Is the, I mean, it just means so much more. Yes, you know, Tampa that'd be career defining for Mayfield and Bulls if they were to get to the championship game. Uh, but for Detroit, I mean, this is a chance to go as far as they've gone in a season in 70 years. So it's pretty unbelievable. Um, one more game to look at. This is the perennial KC Buffalo matchup. But for the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play a road playoff game in the NFL. I don't believe it. Buffalo favored by two and a half at home. This is the Sunday late game. So it's going to be 630 local there in Buffalo, a.k.a. cold as shit. Um, I looked at the forecast just now. Looks like 10 degrees with a ton of wind, probably no snow, which that'd be an improvement from this last week. But it is going to be bone chillingly cold. And from what I saw from Buffalo today, the whole Josh Allen running with reckless abandon thing. Yes, long term, it's not great because he's going to get hurt and it's going to affect them because their salary cap is so tied to him but in these cold weather playoff games is there a better weapon in the league than a six foot five 260 pound bowling ball that can run like that I I love Buffalo in this game I love Josh Allen I don't really love Buffalo in this game Mm. I like I'm not expecting them to like to but there's just I don't know like I was kind I know they played Miami and that was just an easy like, perfect matchup for the Chiefs at home. Like, there was no freaking way Tua was going in there and, like, even competing with Mahomes. But the Chiefs were impressive. And, and like, to be the best, you got to beat the And, like, I, I just – I don't know. Someone's going to have to knock the Chiefs out. Like, I don't think – like, I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to, like – Sean McDermott and Josh Allen better show up. Uh, uh, this is a legacy game for both. Like of you those cannot games. like a lot like Lamar, and, and you know you could say, you know, granted I would be devastated if the if the Niners lost, especially Saturday. But like I don't think it would just be a gigantic wasted opportunity. I they they have yet to like completely shit themselves. Like mm. in a like there wouldn't be. The only time they did it was because all of their quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah, it's and like, like the, you could say they. I mean, they blew the Super Bowl, but, like, it's hard. I mean, Dallas would kill to blow a Super Bowl right now. <laughs> you know, like, say, like. There hasn't but, been but a Josh devastating Niners playoff loss since 2011, yeah, I would say. Josh Allen has to win this game. Yeah. I mean, like, if he doesn't, if not this year, when? Like, the Chiefs yeah. arguably will never be this gettable. Like. Right. I mean, I mean, this is their chance. This is their home game. I think, uh, much like the Detroit game, this is going to be an elite fan performance here. Like, Buffalo, the Bills Mafia, they know. Did you see today when they nervous, threw the corner route in the end zone? The, the snowballs. They're just pelting they're Deontay like, Johnson. The, the Tony, they're like, that's not cool. And I'm like, you know, it's not cool, but like. Like they're dude, man. They showed up at five a.m. or whatever with shovels. Right, they're ready to go. They're doing anything. If they could run on the field and tackle Najee Harris, they would. 
And anytime they saw like Steelers fans trying to get to a seat, they didn't shovel those. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. I just this is a, a, a legacy game for everyone involved, including Bills Mafia. Like they finally get Mahomes on the road. Like I feel like every single Chiefs Bills matchup, including the regular season, has been an arrowhead for this entire era. It makes me think of chance. like you know when when the Niners. There's another are... era. Ding. Oh God. If uh, it feels like the Niners Packers, like the year they remember, was like Rogers, like we need to get one of these at home, and then they did and lost, mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of like that. I mean, the, yeah. no one has said, "Oh, we need to get them," but like the fans have, like, "Oh, we finally get to see one in Buffalo," like as if they earned it, like play better than the Kansas. First City. of all, they didn't get there last year because they got absolutely walloped by Joe Burrow in the second Yeah, I'm round. just like. I hate I hate when people say like oh it's about time we get one in Buffalo I'm like why like they have to beat the Chiefs like so, like the Chief <laughs> like I, we don't just hand out these Arrowhead Invitationals like the Chiefs do earn it every year and mm-hmm. um yeah I, I mean I mean Buffalo damn near missed the playoffs and now we're like expecting them to beat the Chiefs which I know they haven't been great but I, I was just thinking you look at the the contrast of the conferences but look who's left. In the AFC, it's like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and C.J. Stroud, who could be four of the six best in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I thought about it. like the only guy I'd even. Cons- I mean, you have to would have to put Burrow in there if he's healthy. Yeah, but like, who would you take out? I would take out Lamar. Yeah, I would say I would say so too. I'd probably go Mahomes like, one, and like, then yeah, Justin Herbert. I wouldn't put him in. No, but like he's got the number. I mean. Herbert and then you look. And then you look at the NFC. It's got Purdy, which I freaking love. Brock Purdy, the numbers, but like he, he he doesn't look like those four. And then you get Jared Goff, Jordan Love, and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like, but but essentially you have like the quarterbacks, and then in the NFC you have like the minds the behind the well. Yeah. You have Kyle. You have Ben Johnson. You have Matt Lafleur. And uh, well, I guess Dave Canales had a good night tonight. I mean, he <laughs> might get a job. Uh, and. The fighting bakers. Which no one in the world thought they'd be here. Uh, so I like this that we're differing on at least one here. I like Buffalo. You like KC in that matchup. Not necessarily because you think Kansas City is some world beater given the, the, the way they are right now. It's because you're like, Buffalo is in that position that Dallas was last week. Butts are going to get tight if they're down early. It's a legacy game for everybody involved. Uh, that's going to be probably the game of the weekend. I think without a doubt that would be the one that's going to get the highest ratings for sure. Um, let's go to your Jack and the Bum of the Week. Uh, we've had a lot of you know repeat candidates this year. Trevor Lawrence comes to mind, Belichick. Um, a lot of guys who've turned in performances, much like Jacoby Myers last year with that crazy play where he <laughs> did the backward lateral where you just shake your head and go, God, that what a bonehead. This week, I mean, you have three of the greatest candidates of all time in McCarthy, Quinn, and Prescott in just laying a massive egg. Um, you have Tua Tagovailoa who, I mean... I get it. He's a Samoan. He's from Hawaii. He grew up in Hawaii. Hawaiian Tim Tebow. It's minus 10 with a minus 30 wind chill. Probably not a great environment for him to succeed. Uh, and then Flacco with the back-to-back pick six is having... I mean, I, I can't put him on the list just because he's 39. Nobody expected He deserved to, to be nominated, but he didn't deserve to win. Yeah. I mean, there's only one direction you can go here, and it's so obvious. Yeah. I mean, there's no make no mistake about it. The Dallas Cowboys franchise... Is the Jack and Bums of the week? 
Jack and the Bummers of the week. I mean, just I mean, there's no is all time just colossal failure. Um, they will have, I mean, ramifications for. I think, at least those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I text you, I'd be shocked if 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 Belichick and McDaniel's weren't there like next week. I saw someone on Twitter say over under on the Belichick introductory press conference in Dallas set at Friday at noon Eastern. Like I feel like Jerry, like that's the one guy Jerry could hire to wear. Like now, I think Belichick. You know, you might want to like, I'd maybe go more of like a Ben Johnson, like in it, like up and coming ahead of the curve guy. But like to Jerry, especially being like an old guy. Belichick's the one guy he could hire where he could go to his players and be like, I sure as shit didn't hire the wrong coach. Like, yeah. like you want me to fire Bill? But like, he, like, like the one thing I can say about Belichick is like when he's had a decent team, like they're not like just no shows. I mean, <laughs> no Belichick defense would give up 48. Belichick to with Love. McDaniels. I mean, didn't, I mean, they got Mac Jones in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they got... And you look at the Patriots this season, yes, they were terrible because they had two of the worst quarterbacks in the league playing for them, but other than that game against New Orleans where I think they lost like 31 nothing or something, the defense showed up to play every game towards the end of the year. So, like, it, he would shore up the Dallas defense almost immediately. What Dan Quinn did in that game, giving up 48 points to the seven seed to a team that needed two last-minute wins to get to the playoffs, I mean, that's one of the all-time defensive coordinator performances of you know all time. like you know Just like horrible. when you apply for college and then you get in and then your second semester senior year you just fail everything and then maybe like get arrested for a crime that's like dan quinn <laughs> like he was about to get one of these jobs and then they all just rescinded the offer yeah he got canceled but he got for his performance on the field I, I mean, mean, he was going to, in all likelihood, he was going to be Seattle's coach because Carroll is involved in the I'm not convinced he didn't already have the job before it came out Pete quit, or they yeah. they moved him to the upstairs. Yeah. I would, if I was choosing this week, he would have been my bum of the week. Yes, McCarthy's going to be the fall guy. He's going to get fired. Dak is in the last year of his deal next year, and there's going to be endless talk on all the sports talk shows about, oh my God, there's no way you can extend him. Just make him play out this deal. Maybe even look into trading him. Everybody's so mad at his playoff performances. He's 2-5 and five now, and he was completely listless deer in the headlights in that game. Most of this goes on Quinn, in my opinion. That's a, I mean, it's a really good argument for, like, how would you divvy it up? I, I just... And Jerry's got to be in there, too. I mean, but, like, maybe. But, like, yeah... I mean, I just think if he's the owner and GM, like, I mean, they have good players. Really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, they go 12-5 and five every year. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was thinking, because, like, you can't, I don't know, like, Dak has one year left. I think his cap hit's, like, $59.5 million. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about it later, but, like, yeah, I just, like, you really t- think about these quarterbacks. is like, are you really worth that? Like, <laughs> Like if you just draft a quarterback like every year and they just you pay him nothing, um, <laughs> but like if they cut him, what is this cat dead cap like seventy yeah. eighty million or something? <laughs> There's no way you can cut him. If you trade him, you're probably not going to be competitive. You don't think next like year. maybe like the Titans 
or maybe maybe like Atlanta would trade like a sixth for Prescott. To um, just have it depends competent. on who gets hired as the coach, but yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm thinking, do you like, think, do you think so Seattle? It would just be came out that Belichick interviewed with Atlanta, and Atlanta apparently Arthur Blank is all in. Like he will offer Belichick twenty plus million a year. He wants him to be his coach. My point was. Like, if they made a move like that, say they traded for Dak or signed Cousins or got one of these guys who's, you know, a top 12, top 15 quarterback because right now they have nothing on their roster. Is that enough to entice Belichick to come there? I don't think so. Uh, if they draft a quarterback with the eighth pick or ninth pick, whatever they have, is that enough to entice Belichick? I don't think so. I don't think that job is one that anybody really wants. What I've heard and what you've brought up before is, like, maybe – you know, Vrabel and Arthur Smith team up and, you know, go somewhere and try to instill a culture. I'm just trying to think because, like, (laughs) I think the only thing, if I was Dallas, I would do anything I possibly could to get rid of Dak Prescott. I really would. Uh, But I'm just thinking, like, who, if he was a free agent right now, who would even want him? Atlanta, Washington, um... But would they or like should they want him? Is like, yeah, like do you want to do you want to have him fifty five million? Do you want to have him? <laughs> it's like it's the same thing about Dan, Danny Dimes got forty million. And you're like, Exi- we yeah. really couldn't just draft a guy and pay him nothing. I, yeah, I don't, the more I think about it, it's like, and we'll talk about this later. The way contracts are right now. Where you would see, and we'll see this with Cousins, like what do you get on the open market as a back end of the top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Like what do you get? And so last year we saw guys who weren't even back end of the top 10, who were back end of the top 20 getting three years, $130 million contract. So, I mean, this is going to be really wild to watch in the off season. But your point is if you were in charge in Dallas, you'd blow the whole thing up. I would um, nuke that, it. absolutely nuke it. And that's not what they're going to do. There's some reports that McCarthy's going to stay. There's some reports that Belichick is a <laughs> candidate would, for the job. I mean, wow. <laughs> I would, I would, like, I would storm the beaches of Normandy if if I was a Cowboy <laughs> fan, and they and they just run it back. I really like, <laughs> just like everyone's coming back. Okay, yeah. cool. Me too. I'm I'm coming to the stadium, and like you're going to see me on the news. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> like. I, I just, but we saw this with Jason Garrett for damn near a decade, where every year they would go eight and eight or seven I, and nine. And... I am not a Cowboy fan, so I don't know off the top of my head, but this felt way different. <laughs> this this was like again. I just knew Dallas because they remind me so much of my Sharks. I knew when the Sharks blew the three nothing series lead, like oh, this was different. Like <laughs> let's let's nuke this thing. That didn't feel good. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> You know, I've been hurt before, but this, this, this felt like this is special. This, yeah, I'm like, this is a different kind of hurt. Uh, so th- that has to be it. Uh, we knew it from the second the game started. Uh, the 2023 Dallas Cowboys, Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week for the wild card round. Um, let's go into my you like that picks of the week. Uh, so as I mentioned before, we went 47, 39, and four in the regular season, five, two, and one on our futures. We did eke out a 3-2 and two, uh, in our first week of playoff picks. Uh, we got there with the Rams pick, which you loved. Um, we got there with Buffalo minus 9.5 and, and Tampa Bay plus 3. 
um, we lost on Dallas. What a horrible bet. And Miami plus four. So two of the bets that I liked were the ones that got absolutely crushed. So I need your input here. I got to decide if I'm going to do five full picks uh, this week, given that there's only four games, or if I'm going to pare it down a little. So I am going all favorites. I like Baltimore to win and cover at nine and a half. I like SF to win and cover at nine and a half. I like Detroit to win and cover at, at minus six. I like Buffalo to win by more than a field goal. And then the Tampa Bay Detroit game just open at 48 and a half is the total there. And I think there's going to be so many points scored in that game because Detroit's one Achilles heel is they can't really defend, uh, especially the pass the way that they need to, to be a championship team. So I think that game's going to be high scoring. But as you look at the four favorites in those games, which one are you most shaky about given what their line is? Because like, obviously I think you lean more Kansas city than Buffalo, but when you look at, Baltimore, your Niners, Detroit, any of those give you pause when you look at the line? It's just hard because, like, like, am I going to pound the table for, like, yeah, the Niners are going to win by double digits. (laughs) I'm like, just like the whole week I'm preparing myself to get, you know, to lose by 30. Uh, Um. It's tough because I really do think Detroit's going to come out hair on fire. Yeah, I'm not worried about Detroit. I, I, yeah. I mean, I just think they're so much better than Tampa. I, Tampa the beating roster talent. Tampa it, beating Philly, even as drastic as it was. I mean, Philly, like, there's no wheels on the car. Right. <laughs> they all fell off. Uh, so, um,. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I would, I would pick the Chiefs to win. So I guess Buffalo okay. would scare me. I see the thing about Baltimore is like, do I think they could lose because of the pressure and like just C.J. Stroud's on top of the world? Like, I mean, I love the heck out of D'Amico, but I also could see them winning like forty-five to seventeen. I mean, the golf and roster talent there is enormous like, between Baltimore and Houston. Like, the difference is, is if, if <laughs> like, if the Texans go three and out and Lamar and them run it down their throat and go up seven, like, like the, the whole, like, the whole building will exhale, like, okay. Like, it's looking like how it's supposed to look. But if, like, if after the first quarter it's, like, 10-7 Texans, you're like, uh-oh. I don't know, <laughs> like... Very much like Buffalo. Like, if they don't knock you out, I it's like, ugh. Um, yeah, but I, 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 can't, I can't say that the Texans are going to win, recover, let alone win. So. I just looked at the updated lines, and that KC-Buffalo game has moved to three. Uh, so we are going to take KC plus three there. Uh, if you're more confident in that than you are in Buffalo, we got to go that direction. These can't all be my picks. Um, obviously, I'm picking Baltimore because of the golfing class. Uh, San Francisco, same thing. I mean, they're rested. They're healthy. They're better than Green Bay. The only way that that doesn't go our way is Jordan Love. And, like, eventually this roster of the Niners is going to get, like, old quick. Yeah. And, like... But not this week. Like how many? How many? I just say, even as a fan, like how many of these? Like, if you take out the COVID year where like everyone got hurt, I mean they've been in the NFC Championship game three of the last four years. One super like that's hard to do unless you're the Chiefs. Um, so like I, I do. I think. I mean, I think there's so much urgency with this team. Like this. This you know. 
could be. You it. only got two more years after this with Purdy costing a, a, a buck and a nickel. So um, you absolutely have to have this one. Like we said with Detroit, this is a generational game. Detroit fans have not seen something like this in damn near 70 years. Uh, they're going to come out with their hair on fire. I do think Tampa Bay showed today that Baker can sling it, and they're going to put up some points. So I do like the over in that game. And then you If Tampa stops the run, Casey. it'll be a game. And, and and I think they will. I mean, I watched Vita Vea just wreck that game today. He I mean, he Jason was pushing Kelsey Jason back. Kelsey into retirement. <laughs> it, it was a hell of a performance from a guy who had l- largely been written off after a few injuries, so good for him. Um, let, let's just go with it. Here's your you like that picks of the week for the divisional round. Uh, we like Baltimore minus 9.5, SF minus 9.5, Detroit minus 6, the Tampa Bay Detroit over at 48.5 and then Kansas City plus three in the final game of the weekend. Joey, it's time for your feels great, baby. Your wildest take you feel best about currently. And, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm looking at here as a Vikings fan. This is disgusting. It is disgusting. Um, But, like I said, if we're buying stock, might want to get your Jordan Love 2024 MVP tickets in. Because those people who uh, were laughed at for putting in some Brock Purdy MVP tickets were damn close Two hitting on that. And hopefully hedged. And, like, <laughs> I mean, if the Packers have a good year, win the division, and and he continues to, you know, he's still making not much money, and, and they get maybe even some more weapons on offense, which I don't even, they might not even need. You know, maybe get better on defense. I mean, shoot. They could win 11, 12, 13 games, and all of a sudden Jordan Love, Looks like uh, you're 20 a guy who MVP. through week eight was three and five, and a lot of people were talking about benching or or cutting after the season. Well, his own team was talking about benching him. Like he, I think I'm going to say he's like in his last like ten games, like his last nine games, twenty one touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, what What else needs to be said? That's quite good. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, that's that's good against William and Mary and the school for the deaf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I he he's. I mean, Niners better look out because they are a young, hungry team playing with nothing to lose. And um, it's the arm talent for you, right? You see some of these throws and you go, "Oh boy!" It's like C.J. Stroud. It's the like touchdown pass. You know, he his last one that he threw to Dobbs was it? Mm-hmm. Where he kind of rolls right and he hits him with the Stafford like Mahomes like kind of three quarters sidearm like a, and I'm just like okay, I thought number the TD one that's to... arm talent is a a plus and number two to be that confident to do this in a, I mean he was probably up like twenty five thirty at the time <laughs> but still the throw to Wicks for the touchdown I think that was his second touchdown. Uh, where he's got two giant defenders in his face and kind of sort of no look, just slings it across his body to the left, hits him on a post. I mean, it was just, I, I saw that and I was like, I don't feel as bad about getting absolutely torched by him on Sunday Night Football Week 17 because that's exactly what he did in that game too. He's he's a gunslinger. He learned from Rodgers who learned from Favre. They think they can make every throw and over the last three well, really, over the last nine weeks, Love has made almost every throw. I heard today, it was Coward's show I was watching. He said he throws it better than Aaron. 
I'm not going to go no. that far yet because I think Rodgers might be the prettiest throw the ball I've ever seen. But it ain't that far off. <laughs> like, especially he's like, like he's it's shooting a flick a bat, of the wrist. It, it, it and boom, it's it's a rocket, and and it's effortless. It, it's um. And I think post game he was on uh, Scott Van Pelt's show, and I was like, I got to be honest, I think this is the first time I think I've ever heard Jordan Love talk. <laughs> like, I'm like, but the other thing too is like they mentioned he his age, his whole he he's growing with the team. That was the thing with Rogers. Rogers felt like if he was everyone's like babysitter, and like right. it just was. And he, he played favorites. He's with still throwing yeah, he's it to still Devontae. Ha- well, that, and then I'll tell you, he's like, he's got to bring Randall Cobb everywhere. That guy is, like, not an NFL receiver right now, at this point <laughs> in his career. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And then, like, he goes to the Jets, and he brings Lazard. And, like, like oh, and it came Matt out. Matt Hackett. Came out, oh, yeah. Came out to Garrett Wilson, switched his number to number five. Like, oh, 17's available. Here comes Devontae. And I'm like, so we're just going to be the 20, like, 17 to 2021 20, Packers that won absolutely nothing? But we're going to do it with the Jets. When you, by the way, before the season, called that the Packers would have more wins than the Jets, in no scenario did you envision them playing at the Niners in round two of the playoffs and being this I mean, think about this. You would have told me before the season that the Niners would be in the divisional round. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, expect it. Like, this team should be there at least. Mm -hmm. They're also going to be there with the Detroit Lions, who haven't seen this round since, like, they let Blacks play in the NFL. And... (laughs) And the Packers would be there, who, like, yeah, but the, before the season, we thought Jordan Love was ass. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, who, I, I mean, everyone was, like, convinced Caleb Williams was going to be a Buck, and they were just going to Their over-under was five and a half, in some places five, and they're in the divisional round. It's unbelievable. I mean, Them in Houston. Like, like, there's no Dallas, which the Niners weren't, weren't afraid of them anyway. There's no Eagles. There's no Eagles. And there's no 13 said Vikings. I would have said there's no Rams, but I was only afraid of them. Like as they started, like before the season, I'd be like, "Well, they're." I thought I thought the Rams were pathetic. I thought you had them going four and thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, why didn't see, like Ash Ketchum Pikachu? Pikachu <laughs> was gonna, you know, he set the record for all like they were in the regular season, and then last night he sets it in the postseason. Like, yeah. Rookie record for receiving yards in a playoff and like, game. He goes over the middle. He breaks tackle. Like I'm just like, he this took, is not fair. He took enormous hits in that game. And I think this is part of the reason he broke all those rookie records, that he has a very realistic shot of winning rookie of the year, despite Stroud being so unbelievable, is like, he's one of those guys who he's trying to make his name in the NFL. He goes over the middle and will take like, any He's hit. one of those guys, like, try hard. That, like, he hasn't been told he's made it yet. Right. And like he, he hasn't gotten that second deal, and he's just out there just giving a hundred and seventy percent. He's like Rudy, but in the NFL. <laughs> I'm he. I yeah, said Kyron Williams. I was thinking about it this way. Go a whole other, other tangent. Like you look at the Niners because it was Niners and the Rams battling for McCaffrey last year, and then the mm-hmm. Niners like gave that extra pick, whatever. And the Rams were like, we can't. We have we were like we literally we gave him all for like you know uh, Stafford and and all Von the trades they and, yeah. Like, we have no – like, we can't do it. Well, the Niners got McCaffrey, who, like, I mean, I'm not going to go out of limb here and say they think it's very worth it, especially <laughs> if we're not giving up a one. 
But still, they gave up a two, three, a four, and a five, and like are paying them a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. The Rams don't have Christian McCaffrey, but they spent a fifth rounder on Kyron Williams, and I think they're pretty happy with it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, where was he? And, like, Rams, their defense isn't great, but playing a lot better than I thought. And it just, yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe it. You just can't believe that the final four is Love, Mayfield, Goff, and Brock Purdy. Like, it's it's insane. I think before the season, everybody would have said Eagles for sure. Niners probably, um, maybe, you know, the Vikings, maybe the Lions, you know, the the Saints were kind of the trendy pick in the South. And I mean, now look, there's a realistic chance Baker Mayfield is playing to go to the Super Bowl. It's insane. Um, but your point with your take this week was Jordan Love has gotten to a level that literally nobody thought he could get to before the season. And now, obviously, he's going to get paid next year's fifth-year option year. He's going to get paid big time. And you're saying he's worth every penny. He could be a, an MVP candidate next year. Like, like when has Trevor Lawrence shown you any of this? <laughs> Not Or like once. Tua. Like any of these I mean, other... Tua has had some epic performances, but they've been at home against a bad team, four touchdowns. Like, this is on the road against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Perfect passer rating. Like, good on you, Jordan Love. I fucking hate the Packers. <laughs> I hate that it's been 32 years of solid Hall of Fame-level quarterback play for them nonstop. It was far of 92 You know some Hall of Famers, like, you're like, oh, like... Mm, like wow, the Hall of Fame really is like the Hall of Really Good. Because how did you make it? Like, yeah, we have jumped the shark completely on Jordan. I'm not going to say he's there yet. Obviously, he's not. <laughs> but like Brett Harvey, Brett Favre is like one of those Hall of Famers that like sits at a different table. Like Brady's got his own table. Yeah, and then you got those other QBs, you know, like Montana, Peyton, you know, Favre, all those guys. And then you got like. Your Steve Youngs, you know, and then like you got like Joe Namath, <laughs> yeah, like whoever else, and it's like they're gonna have Favre, they have Rogers up there, and like Jordan Love gonna be at that same table. It's if, like, if if Love plays like twelve more years for the Packers at an elite level, that's gonna be like forty something years straight of Packers elite quarterback play, and the Vikings have had what three or four seasons in there. We had a Culpepper year. We had one Favre year. We had that crazy Case Keenum year. I mean, it's just devastating. It's like, please, God, just let us at some point here. Yes, I love Kirk Cousins, but we've never had that. We've never had a guy who just... Hey, and Art, like, like the Niners haven't either. It's true. I, You know, I just saw Brock Purdy as the first Niners Pro Bowl quarterback since Jeff Garcia. I was like, that can't be right. Smith had to have made it. Kaepernick had to have made it. You know, Jimmy G had to have made it. Nope. None of them made a Pro Bowl. And like legit Pro Bowl, not like not like Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, All right, let's close the pod. We're talking about quarterbacks right now. We're going to talk about them again. Uh, I think there needs to be some sort of change to the system. I talked about this with my buddy Ryan when I was golfing today. Something needs to be changed with the system of how you pay quarterbacks, how you pay the most valuable players in the NFL. So. The cap is somewhere in the high 200 millions and it's only going to go up. But because of that, quarterback salaries are going way up and way up. So if you look at every season since 03, we're talking 03 to 22, that's 20 seasons. Every one of those Super Bowl champions 
has had either their starting quarterback on a rookie deal or their starting quarterback is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So you look at all of those lists and even the ones where you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't. Flacco was in the final year of his rookie deal. Uh, Carson Wentz in 2017 for the Eagles, he was on his rookie deal. Yes, he got hurt, but Foles was the backup and came in. Like you cannot physically win without it. Russell Wilson, 2013, all of these examples. Rookie deal or first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback or both. So I just think it's kind of bullshit that (laughs) any team that doesn't have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback basically has no chance to compete after, like, say, the third year of that quarterback's career if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, like, every team that's stuck in purgatory here You can just list them off over and over and over again. Tua and Dak and Kirk and all these guys that they are good enough to be, you know, 12 win, even 13 win teams. But when you get to the playoffs, you have zero hope. Like the NFL is supposed to be the league of ultimate parity. Yes, maybe the NHL is even more parity, but like the NFL is the most compelling product in sports because of parity. How do we improve this? Like you can't have a guy like Tua making 50 something million and his team is just going to be perpetually nine and eight because he is not good enough to warrant that. But then on the other hand, you can't like a guy like CJ Stroud say in year four or whatever, he all of a sudden gets a contract that by that point, God knows it'll be five years, 350 million, some insane thing. And it'll completely hamstring the franchise unless he's a freaking Peyton Manning level quarterback. Like, I just think there needs to be some sort of a reset here because the way I look at it now, it's like, unless you have Mahomes, unless you have Burrow, unless you have maybe not even Josh Allen, you know, can you compete? Like, once Purdy starts getting paid, the Niners aren't going to be able to compete. I'm sorry. Like, do we need to change the league fundamentally for this or is just this just the way the cookie crumbles? Well, when you texted me about it, I I was just saying, like, I don't think there should be any, like, rule change. Like, I just think teams have to just be smarter. Mm. Like, it just, do you think it's easier to build what the Chiefs have built? Meaning, they found Patrick Mahomes. Like, they found arguably one of the greatest, I mean, I would argue he's, if he retired tomorrow, he's a top four quarterback ever. Yeah. With his resume. Mm-hmm. Or do you think what the Niners have done? Which is, like, equally impressive. I mean, they haven't won, but, like, equally... But, like, <laughs> literally took the last guy in the draft <laughs> and have put the Space Jam monsters around him. Yeah. Do you think that's easier? I, I don't know. I think... Well, the thing is, like, you have a, maybe a 1 in 25 chance of getting, you know, a quarterback that is good enough do you to think be a Hall of Famer. Do you think it's you easier know? to find Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? Like, meaning now, like with their money. Like, is it do you think it's to easier to take a guy in the six or seven? Because right, Purdy, is, is Purdy is Brady. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say his career, but like, you know, late round, like. The current Brock Purdy is the same as the 01 through 04 Tom Brady, right? Yeah. He's getting paid nothing. He's surrounded by the Monstars. He's got an elite head coach uh, who's just the mother of all schemers. Like, it's the same situation that Brady was in early in his career. Or you can have the Peyton Manning route where he basically gets to call all the plays, kind of like Mahomes does. It's his system, and he gets to go out and just ball out all the time. Only difference is Mahomes has had much more success early in his career than Peyton Manning had. But it's like, do we want to have a league where 
it's closer to the NBA where you have to have one of five guys on your team or you have no hope of winning a title? Or do we want it to be more on the NHL side where, let's say, like, there's a some sort of a cap on contracts that makes it so that a team that doesn't have a superstar but has a well, pretty good Well, the NHL does have a rule. Uh, so, like, what is the salary cap? I'm going to do – let me get my calculator. So is it calculated like two thirty? I think. I think it's two fifty two. I is believe really? in the in the NFL. I think it's gone up over the past few years. Let me. I want to Google it. NFL cap. Two forty two. Two forty two. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. So if it's two forty two and a quarterback is making, you know, fifty five million. So, They've said so here. Yeah, here it is. So the NHL has a rule that that no one player in the league or on your team can make more than twenty percent of the cap. Okay. So if you do twenty percent of two forty two, that's forty eight million. How many quarterbacks are making more than forty eight million or their cap hit? Let's go, right. Dak Prescott, <laughs> damn near sixty million. Like in the NHL. So yeah. if you want to do something like that, I mean, I guess maybe you could do something like that. It. Um, the only people that get hurt by that are. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, you know, Hertz, Herbert, whoever. Like, what can you what what can you not buy with forty five million? You can't like what what can you what do you need extra fifty? I don't know. Like maybe you do. There, so, I, I don't want to tell people like to 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 take pay cuts. Like I don't want to people to tell me to take a pay cut. But like Brady, Brady. I mean, it's a huge reason why they won. I was just going to say that he was a one of one in that. Yes, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, he's the greatest of all time. But he, you know, he foregoed what, a hundred and fifty, two hundred million of extra earnings over the course of his career to take smaller deals so that he could win. He was so hell bent on winning. So Mahomes like, like extended to make him the highest paid guy, right? Like they, yeah. If Mahomes did like a four or five year deal, he got like his three hundred million, right? And the cap keeps going up, and then all of a sudden Dak's making sixty, and then maybe like CJ Stroud makes seventy million. Like it's gonna happen. Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics makes seventy million a year. Why? Who even watches that? <laughs> like, so like these guys are gonna make more. Like if you're like Mahomes or somebody, and you say give me give me forty forty five million a year, mm-hmm. I'll I'll play for poverty for forty forty five million a year, <laughs> while while some other average team pays some above average quarterback. 80 million a year and can't function a, can't feel a team looking at you Deshaun Watson but but that's my point why don't they do what what like Deshaun got the guaranteed everything right and he has mm. been just a even beyond just like the off the field crap of like why like owners don't want to do that he's mm. terrible on the field and he's a nightmare off it mm. like it's easy i think it's easy for the owners to be like well we're not giving you fully guaranteed well like it's going to take Another Dan- Danny Dimes. Another, like, I think Kyler's talented, but, like, is he worth that? I don't know. Jalen Hurts. like That contract looks awful. Like, already. And you go on like, down it's gonna, the list. It's going to take that. Smith. It's going to take that. Like, yeah. which one's it going to be where the owner says, like, you know what? Trevor or Tua or whoever? Mm. No. I'm, like, yeah. I'm not. And, like, that's it. Play out the fifth-year option. Maybe we'll re-sign you at the end of the five years for a cheaper deal. Someone needs to come in and say that. Because it's tanking franchises, as we've seen with Dallas. Like, you cannot win. The, the with... number one the number one <laughs> thing that kills teams is paying uh, 
above average quarterbacks elite money. They always say, like, oh, it's his turn. Like, he'll pass him up. Like, oh, he's the next one up. The cap goes up. And if, like, if I'm an owner or GM, I'm like, why am I paying you more than Patrick Mahomes? On what planet? Mm -hmm. Is Trevor Lawrence even in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes? Like, he should not make. Just just because the cap goes up does not mean your salary goes up. Like, the cap goes up. You know whose contract might go up? Well, if I'm, say, I'm Miami Dolphins, I might give Tyreek 35 million instead of 30. Mm-hmm. I might give like I mean Moser want to raise maybe Waddle like and, yeah. yeah Tua no you don't get it no yeah like same thing with Jacksonville like, you know okay maybe I don't know what their contract is necessarily but they're Josh Allen he had a pretty good year yeah, to keep seventeen him. sacks yeah let's let's you know ETN what maybe you know Ridley like like okay we can afford Christian Kirk Trevor what planet am I giving you fifty million <laughs> taller Mac Jones. So, I mean, I mean, I like what you're saying where it's incumbent upon the team. Some team out there needs to not do what the Eagles did, not do what the Cardinals did, not do what the Cowboys did, and just put their foot down. And is it going to be Miami with Tua? Is it going to be Jacksonville with Trevor? Like, what are they going to do? One of these teams has to do it, or the league has it's to It's like, why does it a take change. a guy like Zach Wilson to just bottom out for it to be that obvious to not pay him? Mm-hmm. I mean... I. Like, but the thing is, is I think, and the point that you're making is super sound. I just Jacksonville is going to pay Trevor. I think Miami is going to pay Tua. Now, just like well, last see, year. See, I, I, I would put it this way: I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get paid. Will it be by the Jaguars? I think so. Like, I think someone. I think those. We saw does, last year. I think with one, da- team, with Danny I think Dimes, one team. I think one team. Could say no to these guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think thirty-two teams could say no. I think someone would be willing to like sign and trade. The problem is, is last year we saw the Geno deal, the Danny Dimes deal, the Car deal. Before that, you had Kyler's extension, Dak's extension. All the you just look at them, and it's like nobody has to this point put their foot down. Like it's been since Drew Brees, maybe with the Chargers, where someone has gone. Hey, I have an elite quarterback and he wants this. I'll just let him go. Like that hasn't involved, you know, major injury. The Peyton Manning thing happened, of course, but he's coming off a, a severe neck injury. But it's like You know, for crying out loud, the one the one guy who did was Belichick. He wanted Tom out. Yeah. <laughs> he was like greatest of all time. Nah. That's fine. I don't want to pay him. And and Tampa Bay was like, uh <laughs> we'll but take like, him. But it's like here's my thing too. I freaking love Brock Purdy. The Brock Purdy story, the Brock Purdy salary. I love how much his teammates love him. If you told me in two years we have to pay him $50 million a year. <laughs> hmm. If Kyle is still the coach and Lynch is still the GM and that infrastructure is similar, I would think they wouldn't do that. I just, That's just me. But here's I my think, thing, though. You know. I think Kyle freaking loves Brock Purdy. Like he loves yeah. Kirk Cousins, and Kyle would give Kirk a hundred million a year. <laughs> if you if you can run his system with play action better than everyone else in the league, he loves you to the to the end of the earth and back. I mean, that's just but that's yeah, Kyle I mean, in a nutshell. It's it takes like Desmond Ritter or like Zach Wilson to like oh we're not paying him, and it's or it's either that or like I mean the Arizona Cardinals clearly did not want to pay Kyler Murray. They put a homework clause in it. 
yeah. it still gave him not like a check. They gave him a check, damn near fifty million a year. Yeah, somebody has to say no at some point. Like here. Deshaun Watson, utter failure, contract wise. Yeah, Russell Wilson, utter failure contract wise. He's going to be cut before the deal even kicks in. Like, which one has worked? The only one that has worked has been Patrick Mahomes because. Mm. Because it took like one year until he became underpaid. And also, by the way, he's worth the money. He is the best yeah. quarterback in the league. Like, th- like the 10th and 12th and 15th guys are getting paid. Like, I'm saying if you're not the, those three or four, like, look at the AFC. Mm-hmm. Like, look who's left. Yeah. And, and if Burrow didn't get hurt, he'd be there too. And it's like, there's a group of five or six guys that deserve that contract. Then there's a group of five or six guys after that that deserve, you know, 20% less, 30% less. Exactly. Like, but they're asking for more than the, the, the elite guys, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it. You mentioned the NHL. So the highest paid player in the NHL is Nathan McKinnon at $12.6 million for this year. The cap, I believe, is 83 and a half. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Like, percentage-wise, and he's the highest-paid guy. Mm-hmm. So... McDavid, who would be the Mahomes of the NHL, is making the equivalent of... 12 and what, a, he like, makes 12 and a half. He makes, like, 100K less. Nathan McKinnon was like, I'm going to beat him in my next contract. <laughs> but And I think Matthews, he's, he makes, like, 13 and a half, like, but his deal doesn't kick in until next year. But for this season, McKinnon is 12.6. Percentage-wise, that is so much less yeah. than some of these quarterbacks who get $60 million of a $240 million cap. Mm-hmm. Getting damn near a quarter of the cap, and you just cannot win. And, like, like that. and like with the quarterback, like if you get hurt, the team can't function. Yeah. Like, would the Colorado Avalanche be worse if, if McKinnon was hurt? Sure. But they could function. Yeah. They could score. Like they if could Dak, make the playoffs. Like if, if, if Dak gets hurt, like... Well, I don't know. <laughs> Terrible. Because Cooper Rush was pretty decent. Um, but like, but if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, <laughs> there's your example right there. We went from 6-4 and four and having a real shot to make the playoffs to the Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, uh, Jaron Hall experience. So. It is. I just, I don't get it. I, I, if I was a GM or I'd be like, we need a good quarterback on a rookie and then draft another one. Yeah, like if this, you're, if the end of a so say trep if I was a, remember the, last uh, I was thinking about this GM. after you texted me so, but like remember last year people would have said we were crazy but I was like we would have been damn we would have been damn right if we said the Eagles sign and trade Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. would have been the move of the year look at look look at look at what Carolina gave up for Bryce Young <laughs> Jalen Hurts after last year would have been three four ones maybe a couple something. Yeah, and that would have been the move. And, I mean, you look around the league. If I was Jacksonville's GM, I would say, hey, Trevor, you're going to start next year. We're going to pick up your fifth-year option. You're going to play that year out, and then we'll figure it out from there. And I think until GMs start doing that, which... Well, then the agents... See, the thing is, you know, just playing that out, the agents lose their mind. They'll go to the, they'll go to the Schefters. They'll go to the Rappaports. Yeah. You know, and like they'll go to the Jay Glazers. They'll probably raise hell. And it's like it has to... Like, some team has to just be like, no. Because otherwise, I mean, and the team has to do it not because like we're taking the side of the corporation here over the worker. Like 
the team has to do it because you will lose in the long like, term. I, I would love to it. pay you. Like, yeah. if you gave us results like the Josh Allens, like the Mahomes, yeah. consistently, forget the playoffs, consistently in the divisional round. And if you're yeah. Mahomes, like, in the Super Bowl. Like, we have no problem pay, paying a guy I'll like pay Mahomes you or Burrow. I, I yeah. pay Mahomes $100 million. Yeah, you know, maybe not the cap, but you know, like, like, like I just some of these guys, it's like what? And like, we'll I, I just, I, I once get, we get done with the Super Bowl, you know, we'll we'll have to really do a deep dive into this because there's going to be so many decisions like that in the off season for so many teams who are in that limbo. First of all, they got to hire head coaches, they got to look at their draft position, whatever. But there's going to be some wild decisions. I really think there there has to be. We're at a crossroads in the NFL when it comes to contracts like that, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, that's it for the pod this week, folks. Uh, next week is a huge one. Uh, hopefully we're recapping a Niners victory and we're looking he- ahead to the championship round. Um, it's been a great season. Uh, the picks are doing well. Um, we appreciate everybody watching, liking, and subscribing. Uh, we've been doing well on TikTok lately, th- so thanks to everybody who's been watching those. Um, we'll see everybody next week. Hopefully it's a Niners victory. We're recapping. Uh, three more of these pods and then the season is over thanks everybody for joining uh, for another episode of the you like that feels great baby podcast